0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure that you like, make sure that you subscribe. It is Friday, so happy Friday to everybody out there. Um, I am in the midst of... Um, a really busy time of the year, um, between regular work and you know the draft coming up soon, and everything else going on in life, it it becomes um, more difficult to navigate. But if you're a person who's just naturally busy all the time, like you'd have it no other way. Like this is, to me, this is fun. This is this is the this is the time. When there's just a bunch of stuff going on, you just have to keep going and going and going. I really do get a kick out of it. I will say though that sometimes it makes the patience level go down. Like your level of patience when you're busy, when you have a lot to do, your level of patience definitely starts to wane. Um, I've noticed that, especially over the last. I don't know maybe 5 years that when I'm not busy I have a I have a pretty high patience level like I've developed it over time. It wasn't something I was born with. I wasn't always patient. Um it's something that I have definitely worked on over the years and I feel like I have it in a really really like good place now. A place that I can be proud of. But I don't believe that I am a naturally patient person. So not being a naturally patient person when I get busy or when things start to, when there's more things to do and I don't have the luxury of sitting and waiting for others to figure it out, sitting and waiting for others to do what they're supposed to do. I don't have the same level of patience for them as I would if, I was not doing these other things. I mention that because as we're in the thick of, of, of draft season and we've gotten past the, the combine and we're starting to move towards people's individual pro days or team pro days or um free agency that comes, like, I'm just noticing that so many people are taking the lazy way out of things in this business. Um, and what we do as creatives and as what we do as people in the media is we're supposed to be, we're supposed to operate. The, the, the basic premise of a journalist is to operate as the eyes and the ears of the people to do what the people would do, but not like, but, but they don't have the access. They don't have the ability to do it. And so one of the things that I get really frustrated with, one of the things that, that I feel like I'm always struggling with over these last few years around this time of year is the fact that Mock drafts are huge, and and people do mock drafts all the time. I am not a huge mock draft person because inevitably your mock draft is going to be wrong, but when I do mock drafts, I I really and truly try to give teams, players, that not only fit their need but fit where they should be drafted, like the, the draft capital of it. But there have been times in the past where I've been like, yo, I don't really want to take this player right here because I don't think the NFL as a whole sees the same value in him. I would love to be able to trade this to something else. Other people have had that same thought process as well. And as they've had that same process over the years, people have started to make trades in mock drafts. Now, while on the surface this might seem like, oh, this is a cool idea, when you really stop to think about it, it is the most ridiculous thing ever. It makes no sense. You're telling me that a practice that yields less than 20%, well, excuse me, I shouldn't say that, somewhere around 20 to 25% correct when it comes to choosing the player that's going to go to the team and where, you're telling me that that kind of practice, where you are barely picking the team, the player in the team right, should now have an extra added value variable of you have to now decide not only who trades, but where they trade to, and then who they pick in that position? Come on, man. I know we're all out here trying to make content, but the truth is is these mock drafts are going to be made regardless. It's not like, well, now that we're doing trades and mock drafts, we make double the amount of mock drafts. No, you're still making the same amount, the same over ridiculous amount of mock drafts. The only difference is, the only difference is, is that now you're adding even more ridiculous variables into the mock draft. I'm just going to say this, and you can judge me all you want. I'm okay with it. If you're one of these people who are out here, if you're one of these people who are out here creating mock drafts, and you're putting trades in your mock drafts, it's just some sucker shit, Straight sucker. And here's why I say it. What you're supposed to be doing in a mock draft is showing that you have an understanding of how to pick based off of your draft capital and the player available. So there is no skill, there's no skill in trading away a pick and then taking a player there that's obvious, right? oh, well, you know, Chicago has the number one pick. They have a quarterback. So the obvious thing for them to do is to trade out and then have somebody that's looking for a quarterback come to the first pick. But but here's the thing, right? Houston needs a quarterback. Indianapolis needs a quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. like if we start going down the line of people who need a quarterback then like how do we how will we know how will the, how will we know um who has what or who needs what how do we know who's going to come up and pick out that person in the draft? How how can we tell that this is the team that's going to spend all their draft capital to come up and take the number? You know how much it, it, it takes to jump up to the number one pick? Are the Indianapolis Colts ready to forfeit more draft picks than they already did when they tried to go out and get Carson Wentz? Then when they went out and they tried to go and get um, um, Matt Ryan, they've already two years in a row, actually three years in a row, excuse me, because they did so with another person as well. But two years in a row for sure, they wasted draft picks on trading for a quarterback. They're supposed to do that again and pick a young quarterback to come in with no other young nucleus pieces to put around them? The Colts are not a quarterback away. If they were a quarterback away, then they'd probably have a championship right now. The Colts, in my opinion, are cursed from the way in which they handled Peyton Manning. I don't think they're ever winning another championship. I think that when you do a legend like they did Peyton Manning, you essentially say, hey, we're forfeiting the goodwill. We're forfeiting the goodwill. You want to know, I believe in Juju. So so that's one of those things. But if you're out here making trades in a mock draft, what it tells me is that you don't actually know what you're looking at. Because in Chicago, at the number one pick, you should be able to choose a player who is worthy of a number one pick that's not a quarterback. Yes. Yes, I know. The smart play for the for the Chicago Bears is to trade that pick. Trade that pick, get a haul. You have a lot of stuff that you need. But I can't predict that. And the rule of the draft used to be, hey, I know that there would be another way to go, but if you have this pick at this time, who are you choosing? If you have this pick at this time, who are you choosing? And if you can't answer that question, then guess what? You're not good at your job. Now, if you want to write articles on trade scenarios, that's different. Write an article on a trade scenario for the first pick and then tell us who you've taken that first pick. But if you're doing a mock draft and you can't say, well, these are the 32 teams, these are their 32 picks, I'm going to pick players for those 32 teams, then you're not good at your job. Don't blame me. I didn't do it. You're not good at your job. You can know all the SEO optimization that you want. You can have a bunch of people look at your article. Guess what? Anybody who really does this thing, they're not respecting your mock draft with trades on it. They're not. We don't want to see that. Any y'all who can say, hey, they're going to trade three first rounds and two seconds for the first overall pick. What? That's so much easier said than done. That's so much easier said than done, especially when you think about the NFL today where the best time to strike for a championship is to have a quarterback on a rookie deal. So if I have a quarterback with a rookie deal and I can't add any elite talent around that quarterback for the first two years of that quarterback being on my team because I don't have any draft capital to draft elite level players or to trade for elite level players. And then I'm eventually going to run out of out of out of out of salary cap money because I most likely have some salary cap money tied up in players that don't play for me anymore. Now you have wasted all of the time of that rookie deal. And now you have to suffer through situations like so many teams are in right now where they're good enough to not be a top 10 pick, but nowhere near a championship. And there are so many teams in that in that in that position right now who find themselves in that no man's land of the draft. That that 18 to 24 or 18 to 30, well, 18 to, to 28. Cause you gotta believe whoever has the final four picks, they all have a chance to win a Super Bowl since they were just in the um NFC and AFC championship game. But those other ones, you're like do they really have a chance or are they just a playoff team? Or are they just below a playoff team, which is even worse. As a fan, you should want people to tell you who that team's going to pick if they're in that position. You shouldn't want somebody telling you who that team's going to trade, where that team's going to trade to, because you know, In your, you know, not even in your heart of hearts, you just know logically there's a really good chance that's not right. There's already a really good chance that the pick isn't right, but you can you can justify the pick by saying, is that a good pick or is that a bad pick? But when you talk about a trade, man, come on. Come on. We got to do better. We got to be better. All you people out there, all you draft nicks out there, leave these trades alone, man. Get back to the purity of the mock draft. These are where the teams are. These are who I would choose if I was in their position. These are who I believe they're going to choose in this position. And lead the trades to the, to, to the television shows where – they're trying to get people to be intrigued by some by some fantasy move, cause that's all that is. That's all it is is fantasy. And we know, as a as a rule, most of these people out here, who are strictly fantasy people, they are they tend to miss a lot about real legitimate football. These are the people who are out here trying to tell you that Austin Eckler is an elite level football elite level football player because he gets stats. Meanwhile, everybody in real football is telling you that the Chargers need a real legitimate running back. I didn't make the rules. I didn't make the rules. If you're out here acting like a sucker, out here, Having four and five trades in your in your first round mock draft, that's not it. Get back in the lab. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. But whatever you do, keep it spicy five-star ratings are appreciated if you're joining me on the youtube channel make sure you like make sure you subscribe till next time peace